As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, welcome everyone. I'm so excited to have you here on another edition of the Dental Wealth Nation show. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get just a little bit stressed out in life, whether it's anxiety or worry or panic, those things all creep in. And sometimes, believe it or not, I even feel a little burnt out and, and you may too. And that's why I'm so excited to have Dr. Eric Block here with us today. And by the time we finish today, you're going to know why having a plan of action is essential to thriving in your dental practice. You're going to have a new mindset and a game plan for moving forward. But most importantly of all, you're going to feel hopeful and inspired to turn things around in your practice. And when it comes to helping dentists build stress-free practices, I don't know of anyone better than Dr. Eric Block. Eric went from burnt out, stressed out, to someone who actually loves going into his office today, and he's here to share his story with you. Eric, welcome. Well, that's quite the intro. Hopefully I can live up to those words. Um, and sorry about the background here. I'm in my office and it looks like I'm in the dark here, like in, in my alone here, but I had some weird light going on. So I had to turn the lights off. So um, it actually makes me look more handsome when it's dark. So um, this is what you got. So thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and by the end of the episode, no one's going to be in the dark anymore. So it's going to be Perfect. And I'm so excited because, you know, being burnt out, being stressed out, that's pretty common in dentistry, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's happening more and more. I think there's more awareness about it. Um, and I think, you know, with the young dentists coming out with such uh, a tremendous amount of student loan debt uh, and all the uh, the issues with the staffing uh, issues across the industry, um, I just hear it more and more. So it's, it's, it's something that's very common. Now, now when you were getting out of dental school and planning to be a dentist was, was burnout and stress and anxiety, were, were all those things on your mind at all? Or, or what were you expecting when you first left dental school? I thought it was going to be all peaches and cream. You know, I, I graduated, uh, you know, first of all, I went, I went to Tulane university. I did not think I was going to be a dentist. I was going to, uh, enter the business school. And I thought I was going to be a business major. And then I cracked my front tooth, my number nine central incisor one night. And I walked around with, with half a tooth and I said, uh, okay, I need to go to a dentist. And I went to a local dentist in, um, Metairie, Louisiana, right outside of uh, new Orleans. And I just loved the way they patched me up. They took care of me. They fixed up my tooth and, uh, they gave me my smile back. And I said, you know what, maybe dentistry is something I could do. Uh, so I applied to dental school. I went to Nova Southeastern down in Fort Lauderdale. And then I did an implant residency at BU, uh, which brought me back to Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, I was really excited about 
entering the real world um, and um, uh, off to the races, uh, doing implants and general dentistry. Uh, and then uh, just about halfway through my career, I just went through a tremendous amount of burnout um, and actually a lot of regret um, that I had chosen dentistry. Um, so no, I did not think there was going to be, uh, this much stress, uh, you know, in the real world after dental school. So right when you got out and you started having that, that stress, what was your first response to it? How, how'd you try coping with it? What, what were the strategies that you employed? I, I thought there was something wrong with me and I thought I just chosen the wrong profession. So I, uh, there was a while where I was, uh, I couldn't wait, uh, until five o'clock so I could go home. I, I couldn't wait until the weekend so I could decompress from the week. Uh, I couldn't wait until uh, lunchtime so I could go home for an hour. And for sure, I, I couldn't wait until I retired so I didn't have to do this anymore. And I was I was not engaging with with patients. I wasn't engaging with staff, um, you know, staff events. I wasn't going to. I would try to just buzz out the door and leave because I just wanted to get home. Um, and I thought that, you know, this is what I have to deal with. Dentistry is just a hard profession and it is what it is. I got to ride this out for the next 30 years. Um, but I eventually picked up the phone and I, I called a local therapist and started going through therapy. And um, that was really kind of a, a major eureka moment for me. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think it's interesting what you just said. And, and I want our listeners to pick up on this because I, I know it's something I've struggled with and, and you probably struggle with too as a listener. But you said you thought there was something wrong with you at first. Like, like, do you think that's a common response for a lot of us when we encounter struggles oftentimes is it's, it's, it's us. It can't be anything else. Yeah. You know, I'm, I found out and, and this was, you know, going through therapy and, and I, I still go through therapy and I do life coaching. Um, I, it's going to be a never ending thing for me, but I found out just what made me tick. It was, you know, it was me putting too much pressure on myself. Um, and I'm also, more of an introverted person, even though I do, you know, speeches and I speak and have a podcast, uh, I decompress by not talking to people and the, the social at, um, uh, atmosphere of the profession was just a total grind for me going from room to room to room and always putting on that happy face. And, um, you know, patients just don't want a tired, sad dentist working on them. So you got to kind of act and play it up and be on your a game. And, uh, over a course of an eight hour day, I was just done, uh, uh, mentally totally exhausted. And that's when I really started thinking things were wrong with me, but it turns out that's just the way I tick, you know, other people are more extroverted and they feed off of that, that energy of, 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 of conversations and engagement. Uh, and that actually gets them more energized. But for me, I need that downtime and, I realized that it's, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm going to be exhausted by the end of the day sometimes. Um, and I, I also realized that I had a good old fashioned case of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of dentists do, you know, we, we, we go through school and we, we try to be perfect. Um, we try to get the best grades we can. Uh, we try to ace our board scores and um, do great in our clinicals. Uh, and then we get out in the real world and when something doesn't go right, we, we beat ourselves up. And I did that so often. Um, if, if, a, a, a crown didn't fit or a filling broke, I would just beat myself up and I would focus on the one or two bad things that happened during the day and not the 30 good things that happened during the day. And I was able to really flip that, 
um, and really focus now on on the good things that happen. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I, there, there's so much there that that we can unpack, and and I want to touch a little bit on the the introversion and extroversion because I think that's a common misconception. Is is so many of us may think, you know, oh, I'm 100% extro extrovert or I'm all introverted, and they think it's I like people or I don't like being around people, but that's really not what it is. It has more to do with energy, doesn't it? Oh, I lost you there. And we got a little mic issue for our listeners, but we will get that all fixed. And I can see Eric's plugging everything in right now. And that's one of the joys with the live show. But what I was talking about is that introversion versus extroversion. And, and that I know for a long time confused me because I realized I like being around people. I enjoy people. I like being out speaking and writing and running my show. But then when it was time for me to rejuvenate and regain my energy, I just wanted to disappear. I didn't want to be around anyone else, right? I had to really kind of step back and work on rejuvenating my energy through being alone. And that's what we've really found through the research is the introversion and extroversion has more to do with how you reclaim and recharge your batteries. And so you can like people and still be an introvert. And to me, that was a big eye opener. And once again, very, very helpful. So, and I know uh, Eric's working on reconnecting. Hopefully he'll pop back here in a second, but we're talking about how to build a stress-free dental practice and, and really dive into your life and unpack those things. And, and one of the things I love so much about Eric is that he's lived this. He's gone through this transformation of, of really being able to move from a, a doctor who was stressed out to a doctor who loves going in his office again. And uh, while we're waiting for him to log back in here, he's having some technical difficulties. Um, I'll just uh, run through some of the amazing things he's done. And so, you know, it's neat when you've been able to go from a, a stressed out dentist to someone who all of a sudden has a whole bunch of other projects that they enjoy. And one of the things that I hope we get to talk about when he comes back on is he's even been able to, oh, hey, Eric. Sorry Hello. About that. Hey, yeah. no, no worries. Welcome back. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you a-okay. I was just filling everyone in on introversion versus extroversion and, and really how that helps us rejuvenate and, and reclaim our energy. And it's not about liking people or disliking people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for me, it was, um, you know, really just like I mentioned, figuring out, you know, what made me tick, um, and making some changes, um, you know, with, with how I practice, how I, I look at the profession. Um, I actually, there was a while there where I was so afraid of getting sued and getting a bad review. And I had such anxiety, um, about, getting sued, I actually thought about leaving dentistry and going to law school so I could do the suing. I wanted to flip the script and be the one doing the suing. That's how, uh, in my head I was about, um, you know, uh, getting sued and, um, and you know, I just, to, to all the dentists out there, you know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have a, a procedure that doesn't go according to plan. You're going to get bad reviews. It's going to happen. Um, and it's a marathon, not a sprint and don't beat yourself up, uh, because guess who else this has happened to every other single dentist in the history of dentistry. Um, so I, 
if you take anything away from that, it's that this this profession is hard. This is a hard profession that we joined. Um, and it's a marathon on a sprint. Um, you know, if you have a bad day, well, tomorrow may be better. So um, I, I think that's one of the key take home messages I want to leave with people. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, no, so true. And, and, and thank you for just right providing that message of hope because I'm married to a dentist. I still believe dentistry is one of the best careers out there. But it can take a little bit of work and a little bit of hacking to, to really get your career on track and to the place where you want it. And, and even just kind of looking at current trends. I mean, do you think the rise of COVID in the last couple of years, did that help or, or hurt things for most people out there? Uh, that was, it was such a crazy time. So I think a lot of people ended up, um, you know, leaving the profession because, you know, maybe they're close to retirement and they said, you know, I don't want to deal with this and just retired. Uh, a lot of people left dentistry. There was a major, major shift uh, in the way people look at work. Um, uh, we had a lot of people that that there was a lot of shifting, a lot of employees that left. Um, we picked up new employees. We were shorthanded, and now we're back to you know almost full strength. Um, it, it almost seemed like people changed the way they look at 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 work. Um, people want to work when they want to work. Um, they don't want to commute. They want to work, um, virtually. Um, it just doesn't seem like, um, you know, people are as, you know, committed to working at the same job for, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, it was just a major shift in, in mindset, um, and really hard on people. Um, there were some silver linings from COVID. Um, I felt like we were in more control of our schedules. So patients, you know, for a while, everyone was working remotely so we could get them in whenever we wanted. You know, we didn't have to get them in at, you know, 8 a.m. Or, or 4 p.m. like like before. They could come in at, at uh, Tuesday at 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. Uh, we still pretty much see that even though it's uh, a lot of people are back to a hybrid schedule. We still feel that um, we we have more control where patients uh, are more available than they were before COVID. Um, so it, there were some pluses and minuses, but you know, the, the major struggles with staffing, I think was one of the biggest, um, uh, negatives of COVID. Wow. I, and now, right. Kind of coming back to, to your journey and especially, you know, you mentioned you were working in the practice, feeling burnt out, thinking about getting out of it. And were, were there some specific things that, that you started to implement that really made a difference, right? Looking back, did you, did you have a true turning point or, or one day where you're like, all right, I actually can make this work. I, I'm not going to go to law school. I'm going to stick with doing this. Yeah, law school wasn't happening. I, I was like, yeah, I can't go back to school and get another $250,000 in debt. But um, it was really me, you know, picking up that phone and reaching out for help. Hmm. And I went every two weeks. I met with a therapist. Um, we figured out a good combination of um, uh, of medica prescribed medications that worked for me. Um, and I just did the work. It didn't happen overnight. I We dug in deep to, you know, what I was so anxious about and it started to slowly change. Uh, and all of a sudden um, I stopped just really focusing in on that one bad thing that happened. I stopped having those Sunday night blues. Um, I really started to um, uh, hone in on, you know, enjoying uh, the profession and not beating myself and not getting too down when something didn't go right. 
Um, there was another major Eureka moment um, during the quarantine is I started to do other things. Um, you know, I was stuck at home and I said to myself, I'm not just going to sit here and eat my kids leftover dino nuggets. Uh, I got to do something. So I started a podcast. I started a website. Um, I started writing a book. And from there, having those extra uh, or other side gigs, um, those other things of interest uh, has helped my main gig dentistry. I'm not just focused solely on the office, the office, the office. Uh, that was my only identity before. Um, and since I started these other endeavors, um, uh, it's really opened up uh, my mental space. Hmm. Wow. I, and I want to come back to that and talk about that, the importance of that. But, you know, let's say you are, you know, stressed out, you're, you're feeling overwhelmed and, and, and you said, you know what, I, I've had enough. I'm ready to, to reach out for help. There, there's so many different avenues, right? And, and we touched on, right? I, just like you, I'm a 20 year student of therapy. I've got mastermind groups. I've got coaches. I've got peer support groups. Like, but let's say you don't have any of that structure in place and you're looking just to reach out for the first time. How do you start sorting through the options and, and figure out what's right for you? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, as a, I was actually a, a psychology major at Tulane and I always knew I'd always at some point wanted to go through therapy. Uh, so I always had it in the back of my mind, <clears throat> but for other people, they may not know what to do or where to turn. Um, but there, there's so many options. There's, um, there's life coaching, there's therapists, there's peer groups. Um, there's so much out there now. And I even think it's even just reaching out to peers, uh, a coach, a mentor, a consultant, um, whatever it takes to just not go through, through this profession alone, it, especially those solo practitioners that may be in their own little bubble and they're working alone and they don't have that, that network to engage with. Um, that is so important. Um, dentists, we we live these parallel lives and we often you know we we have the same successes and failures and and share a lot of the same stories uh but we don't engage enough uh we don't open up enough and um i i think that's really the first step is is reaching out finding your clan you know you're a group of like-minded people uh, that are positive um if there's any negative people in your life then curb those people fast um, do not tolerate negativity. Um, negative people will pull you down. Pessimism uh, is not tolerated in my life anymore. Um, so I, I try to hang out with positive people, um, uh, whether they're, they're dentists or non-dentists. Um, I started the International Academy of Dental Life Coaches for this reason. So we actually match dental professionals up with a life coach that understands dentistry. Um, and when I was going through my personal uh, therapy, I, I just picked a local therapist uh, and she was awesome, but she knew nothing about dentistry. And I would dentistry is very complex to try to explain to someone that's not in the industry. And it, it you know, she was great for me to, you know, really figure out, you know, mentally what made me tick. But when you want to get into, you know, the day in, day out stresses of the um, uh the dental world, um, it really helps to have someone that understands dentistry. Hmm. But right. Once again, right. And I agree with that, right. You want someone who, who gets the profession because it's so unique. And when I 
started out as a wealth manager and met my wife, I couldn't help her with any of the challenges because I didn't know dentistry. But kind of once again, kind of coming back to that, that, that solving that problem, knowing who to reach out to, right? Do you think most of the stress is caused by patterns of thinking or is it things in the office not working and you, you need to bring in a practice management coach as opposed to a life coach? Like, like how do you start actually even like even figuring out where to turn? Yeah, I think first, you know, doing, taking action, doing something uh, is the most mm -hmm. important and it may be something different for everyone. Um, you know, therapy and life coaching worked out great for me and, and, and peer groups and, um, even just talking to another dentist, you know, maybe weekly, uh, is, is important getting together with, a a hmm. group, whether it's virtual or live is, is like a, a therapy session in itself. Um, but the important thing is to do something because if you're stressed and you're burned out or you're just feeling depressed, you know, these problems don't go away on their own. And oftentimes they get worse. And I know men are really bad at this. They will push those emotions down, um, deep down inside. And then ultimately it's like pushing a beach ball down under a pool. It's just going to explode and pop up. Uh, and that's when things can go bad. And that's when, you know, people can lead to suicide, substance abuse, um, depression. Um, so, you know, like we tell patients to take care of a problem early, you know, that, that cavity small. Let's take care of that before it gets into a bigger cavity, before it turns into a crown, before it turns into a root canal, uh, before it turns into extraction and needs an implant. Well, same thing with our, our mental status. If, if you're seeing any signs of you not feeling um, you know, great or you're not feeling happy anymore or you're just feeling uh, the grind, you, know, you got to do something and take action. And it's different for everyone. You know, it's, it's someone, you know, may need a consultant. Someone may need a coach. Someone may need just a really good mentor that they can talk to. So I think it's a little bit different for everyone. Hmm. Well, right. And I love your answer to that just do something because right. Even if you reach out and you, you end up connecting with the wrong person, they could actually end up being very much the right person because they can help steer you in the right direction. And at least if you're out there turning over rocks, so to speak, you're going to find the answer because the answers rarely just come to us, don't they? Yeah. And, and the other thing is to, to look in the mirror and, you know, tell yourself you're going to take action. Uh, tell yourself to be coachable or to, mm. um, you know, curb that ego, curb that, you know, that, that sense of, of blame, you know, really look at yourself and you, know, you only get one life. Uh, you know, we only get one mind. We only get one body, you know, if, if you're constantly blaming everyone else for your problems and not taking ownership, um, then, it, you know, nothing good is going to happen, but, um, you know, be coachable. And like you mentioned, if it's a coach or a consultant or a therapist, or it, you may not hit on the first time, you know, you may have to try someone else or even a third time until you find someone that you really click with. Um, even just a peer group, a, a mastermind group, uh, going to, you know, there's so many groups on Facebook or, or social media now um, going to live events and engaging people. It's, it's so important. Yeah. I just did a whole episode the other day on, you know, finding your community online and the importance of community because it offers so much support to help you go through the, the hard times. And, you know, I, I think you're right. You know, a lot of us men, I, I'm kind of like a camel and I don't know if you know the difference between a camel and a horse, but if you hop on each one, you start crossing a desert 
as the horse gets tired, it's going to start slowing down and it's going to let you know, hey, I, I need some water. I'm not doing so well. And, and you're going to know to pay attention of your horse. A camel, however, is going to keep walking and walking and walking until it just drops dead. <laughs> and there, there's no clues. And I, and I know I'm a lot like a camel. I keep going and going. And then all of a sudden I'm just done, done. because, right, I haven't learned a lot of those proper self-care techniques and I keep working on them and getting better. And I think a lot of dentists are like that, too. You just keep going and going until you're done for a bit. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, there's still times I get home and I my wife gets me. She's she's like, you're junk today, aren't you? And I'm like, yep, it was one of those days. It's It's going to happen. Um, those days happen, you know, those patient experiences happen, those bad reviews happen. Um, but to, you know, just to, to, sh to shake it off and, uh, live to another day. But, uh, I also made some major changes in the way I practice, uh, clinically and, and through different systems in the office. Um, so I took action there as well. Uh, so I started, um, making some changes within the office, um, one of the major ones was, um, I reduced my physical pain. Um, I actually stand now for all my procedures. Um, I removed all the, uh, the, the chairs from my operatories. Um, I'm actually standing right now. I stand in my back office. Um, my neck and back pain have like gone to like almost zero. Um, I use isolation devices. Uh, I used to have, I have tremendous amount of left shoulder pain. And when you're in pain, you're not happy. You know, no one is happy when they're in pain. And um, by the end of the day, not only was I emotionally exhausted, but I was physically exhausted. Uh, so now I don't have those physical problems because I'm taking care of myself, I'm constantly stretching. I constantly do yoga throughout the day. Um, and uh, I make sure I move the patient's head um, to where I want them to be and, and, um, it, it's just, I get through a day and I had just have minimal pain now. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. So right. Really changing the way you work has helped eliminate some of that pain and therefore help eliminate some of that stress to really make your practice even more stress-free. Yeah. Also I go into every procedure with a game plan. Uh, I call them workflows and it, you know, it takes more planning with like an implant or, or uh, a surgery, but you know, for your everyday fillings and crowns, um, I look at that, you know, that tooth and that x-ray and I go in there with a game plan and I have uh, a workflow of burrs and materials that I use. And I go from burr to burr to burr. I go from material to material. Um, so it's like a recipe and I go hmm. from A to B to C to D. And that has just put my, it put my, when I do a procedure now, my brain is just like on autopilot and it's, it, the procedures go by so much quicker. Um, it's because I've, I've created game plans and workflows and I've, I've taught them to my assistants. Uh, and I do these procedures the same over and over and over again. And I used to not do that. I used to just wing it and I'd pick up a bird, start drilling. Um, I'd, I'd have voices in my head saying, try this, try that. Mm -hmm. um, and procedures would take a lot longer. They were more stressful. Uh, so, you know, my, my workflows may be different than yours out there, whoever's listening. But the important thing is to create a game plan or workflow for whatever procedure you're doing uh, and, you know, perfect that workflow. And uh, it just puts your brain on, on, on autopilot. Yeah. Now, were these workflows that you developed on your own? Did you bring in someone to help you? Because I, I know I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, 
Eric, that sounds like a lot of work to do. And so, so were these things you came up on with your own or did you do them in collaboration or a little bit of both? Well, I'm, I've been practicing 20 years, so I've been doing dentistry for a long time. So they've, they've been on my, uh, pretty much on my own. Um, but I just, you know, until maybe five or so years ago, I just didn't really focus on those workflows in my head. Uh, I knew how to get through a procedure, um, but really creating like a step-by-step um, and I have, I actually have my own burr kit and I, I have all my burrs lined up in a row. Um, and I just go from burr to burr to burr to burr. Uh, and each one has its own purpose and I don't go backwards. Um, and I do the procedures pretty much the same. I could do a crown prep the same every time I do a filling, um, the same, you know, I make minor tweaks here and there, but it's, you know, it's, it's my techniques that I've created. But as I say to all the dentists out there, you be you and me be me. You know, my techniques may be different than yours, but find out what works for you. Um, maybe even write it down, create a cookbook um, and, you know, go over it with your assistants so that they can, they know exactly what you're doing and they can anticipate your moves. Uh, they know exactly how you want your instruments. Um, and then um, at, at some point it'll become just like a, a, a dance. Like my assistant and I, we don't even talk anymore. She just hands me the instrument. She knows the next one. And we get through procedures so quick. And guess who else senses this? The patients. They're like, wow, that was fast. Um, and um, they're like, wow, that was a lot quicker than I thought. Uh, so, you know, just creating that workflow for yourself is, is it may take time. Um, but once you do it, um, you can keep tinkering with it. But once you got a plan, a, a game plan, it just makes your life so much easier. Wow. Now, along with those workflows, what role does technology and new treatments play in really keeping you engaged and helping to prevent burnout? I, I speak highly on adding new treatments and technology and techniques. Now, I don't recommend just going out by and buying the most expensive piece of equipment out there, like a new CAD CAM machine, um, and not have a good plan to use it. Um, some people do that, and then it becomes just like a, a it's just collecting dust or it just a scrub holder for their scrubs. You know, um, I've added, um, <clears throat> intro scanning. I've added 3d printing. Um, we just got a same day milling machine. So adding these new techniques and technology, each time I do something like that, it like supercharges me. And when I first got my 3d printer, like I was up at the office at like six in the morning, I couldn't wait to get there. Um, I couldn't wait when I got my, my same day milling machine, it, it re-energizes you because if you're just doing the same old thing over and over and over again with the same techniques and, and, and same technology, you're going to, you're going to burn out. You're going to be on that hamster wheel, uh, and you're going to burn out. So adding new technology, new treatment modalities, um, last year I added sleep and airway the year before that I added. Um, clear aligners. Uh, we added 3D printing. Um, we're adding. We're going to be doing TMD this year. Um, I'm excited for those. Um, uh, I look forward to doing those procedures. It's it's something different in the day. It, it mixes up the day, and um, it, it really can be re-energizing. Oh, how exciting! And and right, I, I'm sure your practice still has challenges. And so, what are some of the challenges you're working with now? And and is your mindset in dealing with the challenges is that any different than it was a couple of years ago? 
Yeah, I think with, you know, with age and experience, you're able to deal with challenges better. I, I, for sure, I struggle, you know, being a leader uh, of the office. I struggle with that every day. I'm for sure not a natural born leader. Uh, it's something I had to work at. Um, speaking in front of people was something I really had to work at. Um, leading on a day to day basis was, was something I still work at. Um, but we recently just went fully out of network and uh, it's been three weeks. So that's was a major, maybe the biggest game changer in my career. Uh, and that just happened three weeks ago. So guess what? I am fired up. I am like rejuvenated uh, because of this. I'm looking at patients differently. Um, I appreciate my staff more. We're working hard. We're all kind of working towards the same goal. Um, there's struggles for sure. Patients are are, are calling and confused and um, it, it's, 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 it's been, you know, not uh, totally seamless, but it's one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, but yeah, for sure. Every, it, it brings challenges when you add something new like that. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And, and congratulations for having the courage to, to do something like that and go out of network. So I, I have no doubt you're going to reap the benefits from that and your patients are going to like it a whole lot better and, and you will too. So that, that's exciting. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be one of those things. And, and I write about this in my, my latest book called stress-free next level dentistry. And when you start to do next level things like this, like going out of network or, adding something, a new technique or technology, you look back and you're like, how did I ever practice before without this? Uh, and that's how I feel right now. And it's you know, like, how did we practice with dealing with these insurance companies and, uh, and the write-offs and the, them dictating treatment and the denials and the declining and downgrading. Um, and we're just going to, you know, move on and, and never look back. Hmm. Wow. Now in your books, you do detail some of the, the things that you've been able to do and put together to, to really bring your practice together and lower stress levels, correct? I do. I share a lot of, of what I've done. And um, it, it's in, in my latest book. Um, it, my, my first book was The Stress-Free Dentist. And that was all about me overcoming burnout and, and my story that I felt like I had a story to share and could help um, even if I helped a few dentists out there, it was worth it. Uh, my second book was, was stress-free dental implants. And that was all about my 20 year career of, of dental implants and how they used to be one of the most stressful procedures I did. And now are one of the most enjoyable procedures, um, by the new techniques and technology that I've added. And that really kind of goes along with adding any new technology or, or treatment. Um, but and then the third book I wrote is Stress-Free Entrepreneur. And that's just the mindset book of if you have an idea or a passion um, to take that leap and, and take that next step to start something up, uh, whether it's an organization or a startup, um, to not procrastinate and, and take that next step. Uh, my fourth book was called uh, My Leftover Dino Nuggets. And that was a children's book um, about uh, a story about my daughter and myself during the quarantine. And then my latest book is Stress-Free Next Level Dentistry, and that's all about uh, elevating your practice and career to that next level. 
Wow. No, how, how exciting. And, and I want to talk a little bit about the, the side gigs here in a moment, but, you know, in, in your personal journey and in, in working through running the, the Stress Street Dentist now and, and writing those books, have there been some surprising discoveries that you've made or, or things that have really popped out to, to you as you've been on your journey, just kind of the, those key moments or ahas where you're like, oh my gosh, how did I never see this? Yeah. You know, I, I think there's been so many things along the way and I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, I felt like after the quarantine, when I started up my my first book and my my website and my podcast, I felt like I'd snapped out of a coma for 44 years. And I'm 48 now. Um, I was just going through the motions of life. And I was just, you know, I'd go to the office, I'd go home. And that was my whole world. And, you know, I have a family. And um, but now I have so much else going on, whether it's you know, my podcast, my blogs, my articles, my webinars, my speeches, um, key opinion leader or an investor and advisor for companies. Um, I just feel like it's kind of been like I've been reborn and I, I couldn't believe, you know, I, I could never be the dentist that just goes back to my office and just sips on cappuccino and, you know, reads the paper anymore. I'm always looking for that new problem to solve or, um, network with the, with someone new and it's just always something new every day. And it's, um, I'm always, you know, excited about what the day is going to bring. And it used to not be like that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It almost sounds like the, these side projects, these side gigs, right. The, the writing, the publishing, the speaking, the, the running the show, it almost sounds like these help re-energize you and, and keep you going. My side gigs have helped my main gig. Uh, my side gigs, um, you know, for sure have helped me uh, enjoy dentistry more. Um, hmm. An example is if I have a patient that cancels and I have an opening like an hour and a half, I, I used to get so upset and I'd have the front desk call, you know, what happened to that patient? Why do they cancel? Try to get someone in and rebook and that's production lost. Now I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just work on something else. I'll work hmm. on an article or uh, a webinar or start ne networking with people. Um, so I'm not so focused on that single identity of, of being a dentist. And mm. I highly recommend dentists to get out there and do other things. Um, find what you're passionate about, um, because if nothing else, it'll help your main gig, your, your dentistry. Uh, it'll help you enjoy your enjoy your practice and career more. It's so interesting that you bring up identity as a dentist because this is one thing I I see quite a bit, a bit too, and I'm, I'm sure you see it. But but oftentimes, right, like you were just mentioning, if you find your identity solely in dentistry, it can be tough when something in dentistry doesn't go the way you expect, can't it? Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, dentists can have a a, a major case of perfectionism. And if you, when your one thing is is dentistry and something doesn't go right, um, that can be a major blow to the ego and and you know ruin someone's day. And over time, that can really compound. Um, so you know, perfectionism, I think, is is a major problem in dentistry. Um, and then the the other major problem is is and I write about this in in stress free next level dentistry is dentistry there's such a duality in dentistry you know we we we're clinicians we're surgeons um but then we're business owners and 
we're running a staff, we're running a practice, we have overhead, we, we have to deal with, um, you know, reviews and social media. Uh, we were never trained for any of that. You know, we were trained to essentially get out of dental school with minimal clinical skills and pass your boards. Um, when you get out of school, you got to hone your clinical skills, but more importantly, you got to hone your, your, your business skills. And that can be really difficult for people, um, especially dealing with staff. Um, I was never trained in, in how to deal with, uh, other humans. You're dealing with human beings. You're dealing with, um, you know, a staff that you often see more than your family. Um, that was really hard for me to, um, become an owner. And all, all of a sudden I'm the CEO of a, a business. I had no idea how to run a business or, or, uh, manage people. Um, and that became really hard for me. I've gotten better at that over the years, but, uh, what I would recommend to any, uh, dentist out there, maybe the young dentist is you, you don't have to take that course on, you know, the 18th generation of bonding or veneers, take courses on, people management, on public speaking, on case presentation, on practice management, on how to deal with people. I think those would be so much more valuable. And that's something I really regret not doing earlier in my career. Hmm. What about even courses on wellness and just self-care? Do you think those have a role also? Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I uh, Unfortunately, I think a lot of self-care turns into going home and drinking um, or substance abuse or um, it can, it can go bad. Um, uh, uh, I think mental health is, uh, you know, luckily I think there's more awareness now. Um, but for sure, you gotta, you gotta work on your brain. You know, like I, I reckon, I, I call, you know, whether it's doing therapy or life coaching, you know, we go to the gym and we work on our biceps, you know, going to therapy or, or taking a mental health class, it's like exercise for your brain. It's, it's so important. Yeah. Well, right. The brain, I think it consumes what 33% of our body's energy. So it, mm -hmm. it's kind of an important organ in our head. Mm -hmm. So definitely worth paying attention to. And so, right. It, it sounds like, right. You're super busy now with, with dentistry and the, the writing and, and running the show. How, how do you balance all those things out in your life? And how are you really balancing that in a way so that you're not getting stressed out again? So I, I make it all fit and I, I don't think I could have done this without focusing on my mental health. Um, the more, you know, I go through life coaching and, and therapy and the more mental space I'm able to create, I'm able to get all rid of all that junk in my head. Um, so I'm able to be more productive. Um, I, I make it all happen. I squeeze it all in. So we just got a puppy and he is four months old, but it's like having a kid again. I'm back up to being up at five in the morning. Uh, so I get up and I might as well be productive. So I start working on things. Uh, I do it early. I do it before I get to the office. Um, I, when I get to the office, I make sure that I do like 10 to 15 minutes of, of sun salutations and kind of some just quiet time. And then I squeeze all these other things in between patients at lunchtime um, and then when I get home, I, you know, turn, try to turn it off and, and be with my family. Hmm. 
Wow, no, that's so powerful, and and right, and what a great lesson for all of us to learn, right? Pursue those side gigs because they can help energize your your main gig. I, I love that. I think that's a very powerful lesson for for everyone to hang on to. So, how can we find you? How can we get in touch with you, Eric? Yeah, so there's a few ways you can check out thestressfreedentist.com. That's my website. Uh, anyone, please, please, please email me if you have any questions. Uh, I'm an open book. Email me at eric at the stressfreedentist.com. Uh, also check out my books. They're on Amazon, uh, which you can also find on my website. Uh, I have a podcast called the Stress-Free Dentist Podcast and the International Academy of Dental Life Coaches or IADLC.com is where we'll match you up with a life coach that understands dentistry. Oh, fantastic. Now, do, do you have any trips or travel coming up here? Uh, yeah, actually my back door, um, in Boston, I have Yankee dental coming up. Um, and then I'm going to, um, I, I try not to travel too much anymore cause I have, I, my kids are eight and 10 and it's just a grind to travel. So I travel maybe six times a year, um, doing an awesome event in Kenya in May, um, called, um, safari and side gigs. Um, I'm going to be speaking in Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to, uh, Ditron, uh, dental implant symposium in, uh, Washington, DC. Um, I try not to do too much. Um, but yeah, maybe, um, you know, six times a year I'll travel or go to conferences. Tell me a little bit more about the safari and side gigs. Yeah, it's, um, you know, check it out. It's, it's a bucket list type of trip. It's an amazing safari. Um, Maurice Mugo is, he's running it. Um, uh, I'm going to be speaking. Uh, Dr. Laura Brenner is going to be there. Uh, Samantha Jones is going to be there. And um, it's a safari, but it's just also going to be with a bunch of like-minded uh, dental professionals hanging out and engaging. And um, yeah, it happens to be also in, in Kenya. So um, it's going to be awesome. How incredible. And I'll, I'll put a link in the, the chat here if I can find one, because I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, you should absolutely check that out. It's good. Like Eric just mentioned, it's one of those, those life-changing bucket list type trips. And so Eric, thank you for sharing so generously with us. Any closing thoughts before we sign off here? Yeah, I, we touched on it earlier, but take action. Um, whether you're, you know, you're burned out, you're stressed, or you just want to get to that next level. You just feel like you're, you know, plateauing and you want to, you know, propel and, and, take it to the next level, you know, reach out, um, reach out for help, take that action because, you know, we, like I said, we only live once, you know, you got to make the best of, of your life. You don't want to go living, uh, with, with anxiety or regrets or, um, you know, procrastination or, or jealousy, you know, do something that you're passionate about, uh, and make it happen, take that action. And you know what, if you make mistakes and you fail, at least you tried, you know, uh, you win some, you lose some, but you always learn some and better late than never. Wow. No, such powerful advice. And thank you for sharing so generously with us and, and, and leaving us a little bit more hopeful and letting us know that we really can build dental practices that, that support our life, that support our patients and that we can do with a whole lot less stress. So thank you again for being an amazing guest, Eric. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we'll see all of you again here real soon on the Dental Wealth Nation show. 
You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 